Welcome to It's Not That Deep with me, Lucy Woods, a mindfulness teacher, and me, Adrienne Kirk, a psychotherapist. Every episode, we discuss navigating the messiness of everyday life. We know it's a big subject, but we will do our best to discuss it lightly and make some sense of it all. This episode, we are talking about why don't we like ourselves as we are? And I think I think it's quite a quite a universal thing that we want we we don't we don't like everything about ourselves certainly yeah we want to change something yeah we've talked in a previous podcast haven't we about that sort of unsatisfactoriness that we have and I think mm. believing that we should be more like or should be less like yeah. um, something is is something that we all carry this sense that we want to change ourselves uh, you know in some way Um, yeah I think lots of us have had that experience of being with someone else and thinking I want to be more like them I want to take on some of their characteristics and then maybe that will make me more like them in some way you know I love the way they I don't know speak their mind or use use their hands when they're talking or whatever it is you know I want to be I want to be more like that yeah, and I think there's that also that sense of not wanting to be like ourselves when we're yeah. in a way that doesn't fit with our values or an old pattern pops up or something and and we end up really kind of getting into that uncomfortable space of wishing that we didn't behave like that. Yeah. Um, and, and we spoke, didn't we, and I'm sure we brought up the serenity prayer before because it just feels so pertinent to this that we're not saying that we should when we're talking about this not just accept ourselves exactly as we are warts and all not every facet because some of the things um and even when you were talking about perhaps wanting to be a bit more i don't know expressive or something like we can actually make ourselves more like that you know we can fake it till we make it things are Mm -hmm. habits like that aren't they um uh, (laughs) yeah I think we often though use those as proxies, you know, that 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 that's what we see in someone else, and and then we wrap up all of the other qualities we admire about them in that, and um and think that if we take on that one, then then we'll be more like them in lots of ways, right? And and I think that feeds into our, like you say, the the things that we don't like about ourselves, um, and and wanting them to be different. It's so multifaceted, isn't it? Like there's the layers of kind of just outward behaviours, like, I don't know, hand gestures or facial expressions or being a bit more confident than someone else. And then there's that internal essence of mm-hmm. Lucy or Adrienne and the superficial stuff or the stuff that's a, a habit, even the behaviours we don't like, we know because we work with people that those things can actually be changed you know they're they're not kind of deep-seated but they do get kind of mixed up with feeling like they are who we are right yes and then that sense of i don't want to be this person anymore or i want to be more like that person really takes hold yeah yeah absolutely and and you know there is there is something isn't there about about if we can be kinder to ourselves if we can sort of embrace who we are then actually perversely that that allows us to change because because if we're not being so self-conscious and so worried about how we're showing up in the world and just relax 
Um, just relax. I mean, it's a whole lot more complicated than, you know, just relaxing, right? Um, <laughs> the essence of our true self will be able to come out because it's not being kind of, uh, what's the word, suppressed or mm. squeezed by the belief of being the person we think we ought to be. Oh, it's yeah. Just- complicated stuff isn't it i think it's massively complicated and i think you know it's something i talk with clients a lot about which is that you know how they how we how we judge ourselves against others right so we we know how we feel so we know that for instance if we walk into a gathering you know there's lots of people we know we know we feel anxious and uh uncomfortable in our clothes and maybe feel like we don't fit in and that and that we uh we don't really like those environments okay and then we look at other people and they look to be fine and they're all having conversations and getting on with people and talking to someone they don't know and but we don't know how they feel we only see the curated bit the bit they show us and then of course that gets massively magnified when we're looking at social media and properly curated versions of someone's life right um and so we're not we're not comparing like with like um and and yet we very quickly start to tell ourselves stories about about that means that we're not good enough and we're ridiculous and you know uh and 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 all of those all of those you know that that bullying ourselves that that we do then in those situations yeah our worthiness is kind of mm. in that isn't it but it's yeah. so interesting that you gave that example i was at a at a, a wonderful event last week uh, with loads of speakers and it was just you know a really incredible event but I was flying completely solo, right? It was a really brave thing for me to do. <laughs> Look at me crediting myself for it. But I knew I wanted to be part of it and um, I knew it would be all right. And I'm not that bad in social situations. I used to hate it and I pretended it was okay long enough for it to actually be okay now. And I, I didn't, none of my fears came true anyway. Everyone was wonderful and accepting and lovely. But I did have a conversation um, with a couple of wonderful ladies who run their own business, who really, I believe, had the impression that everyone else in the room was just full of confidence and just knew everyone and was completely established in their businesses. And, you know, all of these stories they were telling themselves and each other, you know, because they were they were a a partnership in business and in life. And they they kind of were almost validating that yeah we're we're the not confident ones and everybody else is and um and I said to them everyone here is just I may have used the odd swear word you know they're just pretending like we're all faking it to a certain extent Mm. because everyone has their own inner insecurities you know even the person who ran the event I'm really hoping we get on this podcast. She has said, yes, I'm going to be following up on that. I know because she puts herself out there and really vulnerable on her own posts that she herself has moments of insecurity, you know, even though they would think she was the most confident person in the world. And I said to them, you just need to be pretend to be a little bit more like her. What would happen if you imagined what the qualities were that she felt and, and, and took on? You know, how would that feel to go out and pretend a little bit? so interesting isn't it when I was when I used to teach medical students and they you know one of the things that that they would all all always say was how 
lacking confidence they felt when they were learning how to talk with patients. So you can't just be more confident, but what are the behaviors that you associate with confidence? Okay, so not letting your voice trail off at the end, making eye contact, standing up straight, you know, these are behaviors and you are judging someone's level of confidence simply on those behaviors. And they're not necessarily the same thing. However, if you inhabit those behaviors, then you will feel more at ease in that situation. Um, and that's that, you know, I, but I, I, you know, I think I think that, that that's just a really human thing. Right. I think and I think evolutionarily we're, we're nervous about new situations um, and new people. And, you know, that 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 that's in some senses a sort of a safety thing that that in our modern world we all feel and that in varying degrees we're all working with. Yeah, because it's in our very nature to be fearful of difference. And strangers are part of that, aren't they? Because of being in our tribe and neighbouring tribes invading. If we don't know your face, that's a threat. So it it sparks that threat response system that we're talking about so often. Um, Yeah. So that's an interesting thing. So we're, we're not saying that we should accept everything when we're talking about being who we are. We're almost saying that some ways that we look at others and think, I'd like a bit more of that, that's possible to practice and to nurture. But I think it's about the way in which that is done. You mentioned kindness earlier, and there needs to be this kind of warmth of encouragement of ourselves rather than the approach we usually take, which is a stick and a whoosh, you know. Yeah, and we know that that doesn't... be doing that this time, usually. (laughs) And we know that that's not helpful, right? That's not, we don't, we, we don't respond well when somebody is bullying us. And that, and that goes for when it's ourselves as well. So if we can encourage ourselves with kindness, you know, there is a sort of feel the fear and do it anyway, kind of thing there, right? Which is, can we accept that we find these situations challenging? And also know that we get a lot out of it and it feels good afterwards. So there is an element of kind of, here we go, right? Eek. Stretching that comfort zone. Yeah, pushing at that window of tolerance. Yeah, yeah. So what do we need to spot then? We need to spot when it's not encouragement, when it's um, mm. this inner critical... Um, shoulds you know my favorite words shoulds and oughts you know the things that then they're not helpful so as soon as we get to those stories you know you I should be more confident I you know I if if I were if I were thinner then I would be able to be more confident in social situations all of those weird stories we tell ourselves if I've got the right frock if I've got the you know if if I was more like Lucy I would be more something you know (laughs) (laughs) the end of that sentence (laughs) there's there's stories right so so being i think there's two things there is that there is something about kindness and there is something about catching the stories and they start with i ought to you know anything that that ends up sort of because and then you know it's a story and can we catch that and step back and what what are the facts you know and also to acknowledge that we feel more than one thing at a time 
right? I talk to clients about this kind of smorgasbord of feelings, okay? And there will be a predominant one, you know, it's anxiety provoking to go on your own to, you know, in a, a major event full of hundreds of people. And there's excitement and there's a desire to learn and there's, you know, and, and, and there's all sorts of things. Right. And so if we can allow all of those, then then the then the fear one is just just one amongst many. Yeah. And then takes on less power. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, to, to kind of pass that out, you know, to, to tease out those different elements to recognise. Because sometimes when we're in that, it feels like just a giant war of emotion and we can't necessarily identify mm. those different aspects of it. And of course, anxiety feels very much like excitement. Yeah. The feeling that comes up physically. Uh, we do often get that one confused. I'm also, you know, struck by the fact that the shoulds and the oughts and also it it, is any kind of negative judgments that we might be having about ourselves that inner dialogue about our worthiness you know anything that's like oh why are you such an idiot for x or you know where we are just feeding that inner bully and we think it's driving to get us to where we want to be but actually it's just keeping us in that state of stress because we're reacting as if we were being bullied by the outside from the outside. Um, And it's not getting us to where we want to be because we're practicing bullying. Yeah. And we believe after a while, we believe the things that we hear, right? We, you know, and that, that's, that's in the work I do, that's evident from from childhood right if you if you're told something often enough about yourself then then you believe it and I think it works when it's yourself telling you as well as when it's others telling you you know yeah. it becomes a self-limiting belief then yeah exactly that that we start to just it feels like it's part of us yeah and so and so then we say things like i'm the sort of person who you know dot 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 and those dot 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 that that almost always is is a negative thing right i'm the sort of person who goes to events and doesn't speak to anyone or i'm the sort of person who nobody wants to talk to or whatever it is you know that and 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 then that feels fixed and we know it's not yeah, and then it feels really conflicting with what we're saying about, you know, why are we trying to be different? We should accept ourselves who we are as who we are. But if who we are is all with these limiting beliefs, that's not quite what we're talking about, is it? No. What we're saying is if we can be more accepting of exactly who we are in our kind of, I don't know, for want of a better couple of words, just the essence of, of who we are in our true selves, whatever that is, because there's so much other stuff in the way, like the beliefs, right? Yeah. If we're more okay with being, well, this is how I am right now, you know, this is, and even that could be down to mood. We wake up in a really grumpy mood. This is how it is today. Um, rather than try and fight ourselves out of it, bully ourselves out of it, think we should be happy. I, I need to pretend to be a sort of, you know, really positive person when I'm feeling really low or negative. Like that, that's when things become difficult. Mm. So I suppose what I'm getting at is practicing when we have a sense of, of um, time of noticing who we are, how might we say, I'm all right, actually, you know, I'm doing my best. 
and I'm all right. And it does take some real courage to say, if I can be more okay with who I am, mm -hmm. I might become more of who I want to be just by virtue of being okay with who I am. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's, that's the paradox, isn't it? That the, the, the more we can be okay with who we are, the more we live our core values um, and, and that they can show up rather than being kind of squashed by all these stories we tell about ourselves. And then that becomes quite a virtuous circle. I think, you know, that, that the more, the more we think, the more we feel like we're being authentic the more the more comfortable we become and the more we kind of grow into exactly you know those behaviors that that we value yeah it's it's not an easy thing to get mm. your head around either and there may be no. people thinking well how on earth do I do that then and both of us can testify to the fact that this stuff is possible you know yeah. I I often talk about the fact that I did not like myself. It wasn't even just a case that I was a bit mean to myself. I really just thought I wasn't a nice person, wasn't a good person. You know, I had a lot of, and that, and that just got worse the more I practiced being like that. And so I really feel strongly that I can say this stuff can be practiced. Mm. Um, my route has obviously, I've had uh, talking therapy, but, uh, but mindfulness has been the place where acceptance has been able to be practiced because we yeah. start even just by, you know, for those that have ever meditated or tried to meditate, we pay attention to something in the present, the mind wanders, we bring it back again. And it's that judgment of, oh God, my mind is so busy. I bet everybody else's minds are stiller than mine I'm rubbish at meditating all those stories if we can catch them we can just let them go and come back to just breathing or back to just sitting and accepting that the mind is going to keep doing that and we come back anyway and we do it in a really friendly kindly way um it all starts there so I just want to kind of reassure people this stuff is possible yeah yeah absolutely and and when we when we're learning to to, to do that, what we're also learning to do is to kind of catch the stories, right? And pull back from the stories. And I think that's really important. And we've talked about this in, in pretty much every podcast, right? Can we just, can we come back to the facts? Can we, you know, the, what, and work with those, right? Just be okay with, with what are the facts and not, not create a story around, I ought to be more, or that's because, you know, because, because, we're making that up it's not it's not necessarily true and and it becomes bullying we hardly ever paint ourselves in a good light in those situations right they're just they're an opportunity for us to to as you say to kind of whip ourselves about you know about the things we don't like and everyone else is doing it too yeah yeah it's not just us we're not alone in this all humans do it to one degree or another so it that in itself is not supposed to be schadenfreude but actually a reassurance that mm. we're in this kind of mess together and where we might be thinking people are judging us they're probably too busy thinking about themselves and 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 how other people are viewing them yeah i think that's really important you know that that the chances are if that's what we're doing if that's the lens through which we're viewing this, the occasion or the the event or the whatever then then everyone else there by and large is doing that to some degree as well um and they don't have the we don't have the band bandwidth in the same way as we're not judging them because we're far too busy being being worried about ourselves you know nobody's got the bandwidth to do much judging 
Except of ourselves. Except of themselves, yeah. Such experts at that. Yeah, absolutely. So just to wrap up, then, I think there's just that that sense that, as always, that just taking a pause to notice how are we being, you know, what are the stories or the berating comments we're we're feeding ourselves, and can we kind of just unhook ourselves from those, like zoom Mm. out a little bit and say, hold on a second, you know, what is okay? What am I doing all right? Um, and really start to just focus on the things that 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 do go well or the times yeah. that we do something that doesn't align with what we want or the person we like being. Um, and not berate ourselves for the times that we make mistakes, but let them go, learn from them, but really reinforce the times when we behave in a way that's like, yeah, I like doing this. I like being like this because it'll reinforce that way of being won't it yeah absolutely and so often we say oh I was really dreading that but actually it was great you know I had a good time it was you know it once I relaxed into it it was okay you know and 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 can we can we hold on to that to return to that positive um for for the next time as well yeah yeah lovely stuff yeah thanks Adrienne thank you You've been listening to It's Not That Deep with Lucy Woods and Adrienne Kirk. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe so you never miss an episode?